Hey y'all, I just want to give a little disclaimer before you listen to this episode. As you already know, I have totally obliterated that $5 a month membership that I offered for a very short period of time. The Lord just convicted me that that was not the right thing to do. However, I did have a couple episodes pre-recorded with the intention to upload them onto the members exclusive site. And so this episode is one of them. Therefore, you're going to hear me talk about the membership and you're going to hear me say that this episode is a member exclusive and all that stuff. So just wanted to put that out there in case you feel confused that I'm definitely not doing the $5 a month membership. You always have the option to sew into the Heaven and Healing Ministry at donorbox.org slash heaven-healing-podcast-ministry, or you can Venmo me directly to partner financially at Angela Marie Ucci. But the membership thing is a no-go. That being said, enjoy the episode and sorry again for any confusion. Welcome to part two of my interview with my friend Tina, all about her experience as a former paranormal investigator, now Christian mama. As you already saw or listened to in part one, we just talked all about her testimony, how she came to know the Lord from that really dark deception of being involved with paranormal investigation and new age for over 10 years and what that journey has looked like for her ever since. Now, um, for the members in this part two exclusive, we're going to just dive into a little bit of Q&A. So um, I asked my Instagram audience what questions you all would have for a former ghost hunter, now turned Christian. And uh, here's some of the stuff that we came up with. So if you haven't already listened to part one, i Definitely recommend that you do so just so that you can get to know Tina a little bit better beforehand. Um, but anyway, Tina. So this is from Allie Yarid, uh, who if you don't follow, she's awesome. She Love wants her. to know, <laughs> in your ghost hunting profession, what parts of the job were you deceived or convinced by most? Hmm. Yeah, it's like a, a constant like turning gear of just like cementing these beliefs because you feel something or see something and then someone that you're on the hunt with also sees it. And then you either capture it on like film or film aging myself here, like on camera or um, digitally on like a voice recording or the a piece of equipment goes off. So it's like, you're constantly like, it's a cycle of confirmation, you know, seeing with the eyes, someone else sees it, uh, sees it and then the equipment picks it up. So it's just like, how can you deny that? You know, and it's when you see, especially when you see with your own eyes, there was a saying kind of in the community that you're your best piece of ghost hunting equipment. You don't have to spend all this money. Mm -hmm. You can just use yourself. And yeah, that's it's like a new age, even though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. In the context of Allie's question, I guess I think what she meant um Obviously, like when you see things, you're like, oh, yeah, I believe that. What what convinced you that you were doing good in it? Mm. That's a really good question. I think when I would. Really good question. What I was convinced was doing good was when we would go to 
businesses and with people that were experiencing, you know, bumps in the night or they were seeing things and we would confirm that and we would capture evidence and talk to them and then kind of tell them from our understanding at the time how they can help themselves or protect themselves um, and having these conversations with them that they felt a little less scared. So that kind of, it made me feel like I was doing a good thing mm. or like talking, especially the people in my life. When Once they knew what I was doing, like I would do readings for people. I would do house cleansings for them and just kind of, we would make a night of it and I would do personal readings and I would just know things that I never knew before or just have messages for people. Um, and it just felt so good. It was like this high that you get in a sense where, oh, look at, I'm not only giving them information that's useful, but I'm looking good at the same time. It feels, I feel special and I feel like, look at me, I can do this. This is really cool and whatnot. It was just mm. layer after layer of just cementing in these mass deceptions <laughs> they talked about that a lot in part one how it made you feel special and i and i like mm. that you mentioned that because um i mean obviously like anyone that wants to be like an actress uh, there there's there's a level of vanity and narcissism to that yep. um and we, we're all narcissistic by nature so no surprises there but that's that's interesting that you're mentioning it because it is very vulnerable to say and i think it's something that maybe other people would people in that field would probably just kind of brush over and never admit to mm. that, that that it's a big it's a big part of the appeal because you're straight up saying like it's it's not even you had to really think about that when i asked that question like what convinced you you were doing good because it wasn't about what you were doing good it was about how it made you feel about yourself you you said that a bunch yeah. in part one like oh i was cool Feelings. like i was cool yeah. i and i get yeah. that i get that yeah. it was like i was the cool astrology girl and that's I think anything, um, I think that's a really, you know, we've been talking a lot off camera too about like testing the spirit when things mm. are testing the spirit of things, when it's, when it's, when it's feeding your narcissism or, mm -hmm. you know, it, that's probably a good indication that it's not from God. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, why, that's why I really stepped away, not only from the paranormal, but like I took a giant step back. I was pursuing um, a career in Hollywood, you know, up until 2020 mm. when I was just like, had my kind of eyes lifted on kind of the occult symbolism, all that stuff and that in that stuff. And I was just like, I want no part of that. And I also, yeah. God really revealed to me um, my social media and just my heart was just after this fame, this belonging, like I wanted everyone to love me. I didn't want anyone to be upset with me on online. That's why this whole, like everyone's right. Everyone is wrong. Everything is cool. Like this oneness, mm -hmm. like it was a way to be accepted also, you know, you didn't want to kind of, ruffle any feathers so everyone likes me i'm not saying anything controversial um i know things about people it's just this ego 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 stroke in the ego and um it just felt good and there's that that word again the feelings like we were mm. all chasing our feelings and um yeah i'm just so happy he woke me up from that and he just made me like die to myself and be like yeah no that's yeah. why I took a giant step back from social media and just like I, my heart hasn't been in it ever since, but it's like, I feel that fire coming back to be like, all right, now I'm going to do it for the Lord and not myself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um, King cat 2.0. He's amazing. Do you follow him? Love him. 
Yeah. Love him. Yes. <laughs> He's great. He he asked, he said, what made you realize that they were more than ghosts, which we kind of touched on before, but. Yeah. I mean, like when I was in the community, we knew that there was, we used to say, well, just like there's good people and bad people, there's good spirits and bad spirits. You know, sometimes there's deceased loved ones. There's people that just stay in these places. Sometimes there's traumatic events and they're stuck in these places. There's also dark entities, we used to call them, or straight mm. up demons. Um, so I had always believed in demons. I knew demons um, existed, but I didn't know that everything it was all demonic it was all deception really until i left and studied scripture and her mm. testimony and just dove into apologetics like all of that stuff and i was just like it's all it's all demonic and it's just you feel so icky afterwards but um yeah that was did you just um, kind of red flags would go off yeah throughout throughout the um my time in it definitely now did did you have any of these demons present as a ghost that was just like hurt or lost or just like a kid or, or anything that just like seemed really innocent and sweet and loving or was it always like a, a negative kind of haunting no it was one that like i saw like child spirits um a, a big place i investigated i'm still friends with the owner and i love her dearly here's the thing i just want to like total disclaimer like these people aren't bad people. I yeah. love them very much. They yeah. are amazing. Anybody in this stuff, they're not bad. They are not evil. They just don't know. There's just yeah. ignorance, just like I was. There's a, you know, you just, they don't know. They're blind. And I just pray that they would just be woken up. Um, but that one of the big places I investigated was Rolling Hills Asylum. It was an old pauper house, a poor house. It's, this place is legit. <laughs> like, there was a lot of, uh, it was just spooky. It's like what you see in a horror movie type thing. And um, I remember I was down in a boiler room and I saw with my mind's eye a child spirit, um, which would make sense. There was young and old there um, back in like the 1800s when I opened. And I would see child spirits. I would see um, just like elderly people, kind people, every like there was people that would make me laugh. Like, oh, I mm. know that that's a funny spirit right now. And yeah, uh -huh. like they they were my friends. Um, I like I called the spirits my friends. Like uh -huh. I legit would go to graveyards and whatnot. But what uh -huh. started off as fun, it slowly just got like darker and darker. The the more your eyes are that third eye is open, as they would call it, it was just kind of just got darker and darker. I was like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's scary. And it's like uh, that like makes you sick you know like they they're just yeah. gonna dress up as like a little kid or or, or do something to make you laugh like they yeah. are so evil it's it yeah. makes it's it doesn't you said in part one like you got angry i remember i remember that feeling too because yeah. i had i had something that was um attached to me for i mean from 2014 till the time i got saved in 2021 there was something attached to me that I was convinced all throughout my new age experience that it was my grandmom. And uh, as soon as I got saved, you know, I, I've shared this before. I don't know if you've heard this, but mm -hmm. I was in my kitchen and it came up next to me and I felt it. This was after I got saved and I yelled at it in Jesus name. I was like, no, like you go mm -hmm. to hell where you belong in Jesus name. You get away from me and you never come back. I was so mad and I was so yeah. firm <laughs> with it. And I just, you know, I 
in Jesus name, like go to hell basically. And it, it has not come near me since, but I remember that rage just like, because it's like, I would call that thing. I would ask it to hug me. I would ask it to sleep with me. Like it, it would comfort me using air quotes. It would comfort (sighs) me, you know, like all that. It's just gross. And that's the thing with all this deception is, you know, people are going to say like, no, no, like, we'll watch this and say, no, I saw my great grandpa. I saw you him. It, it was him. It's like, but that's what deception is. It's you don't exactly. realize that it's it's a deception, that that's the mm-hmm. definition. You don't realize it wouldn't be a trick if you weren't tricked. Yeah. So just, I just really wish people wouldn't underestimate it. It's it's not yeah. to be underestimated. Tragic. Yeah, um, it's really tragic. What this is from Jessica Jean Brown. How do you interpret the ghost of Samuel in scripture? Yeah, I did read that recently, uh-huh. and I'm going to say I don't know because mm. um, yeah. I that I would like just I would ask a pastor or a trusted friend, an elder, because I'm like I'm still a baby Christian. I haven't read yeah. the whole Bible. I'm still learning, and even if I do read something, I'm more like, mm-hmm. you know, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this means. All I mm-hmm. know is I, I did watch um, Jen, your interview with Jen, ex-psychic save. And I like the way she answered that. She said, you know, God can do anything. So yeah. we don't know his reasons why. Yeah. Um, but just because God can doesn't mean we can. Right. Um, because there's also other parts in the Bible where somebody can't come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so his reasons are not, they're above us. So exactly. I, I'm not afraid to say I don't know something. So no, that's good. And that's humble. And the <laughs> Lord loves loves our humility. Yeah. And that question, you know, it's not like a matter of heresy one way or another. It's just like one of those, I don't want to say fun. Um, I'll say interesting. It's one of those interesting biblical questions that just strikes up a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of curiosity. And um yeah. you can find you can sort of find evidence, if you will, one way or another, but the thing, I mean, it, it comes down to if if there's something in the Bible that is not like explained, like step one, two, three, four, it's because God's like, this is kind of irrelevant, which it is, right? The ghost of Samuel, yeah. like that story is irrelevant because at the end of the day, God is, God still says like, no to mediumship. So it doesn't exactly. matter. And that's like what people don't get. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, I'm actually planning. Exactly. And I'm planning on doing an episode yeah. about it just to talk about it. Cause like I said, it is a fun topic and I've studied it since my interview with Michael Knowles when he like, when I, I didn't even know there was a ghost like kind of story in the Bible. And when he, he asked Same. me on the daily wire in front of like millions of people, I'm like, Oh, uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, I wanted to study it ever since. And, um, what I, what I'm kind of in this space where I see both sides where people say like it was, um, when Jen and I talked about it extensively um, and mm. she kind of helped me understand that, you know, maybe it was Samuel, but here's the, because the, the witch, if you read it, the witch gets surprised when she sees the ghost. So that can tell us that whatever spirit was conjured up, wasn't used to what the, what the medium herself was used to seeing. Mm. So that kind of lends to like, Oh, 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 that's a, that's it really him. <laughs> yeah. um, and now, Again, but God did that, not her. And that would also lend to the reason that she was afraid and didn't really understand what was happening because God did it. Mm -hmm. God. And it was kind of like maybe God's way of just showing him like, yeah, like, you know what you want? You want to seek out help? Okay, here's dead Samuel. I'm going to show you him and then and then you're just going to die tomorrow anyway. So like, yeah, like wasn't he like in a ball on the floor, essentially like paraphrasing, like he like was shell shocked. 
Right. You know, and, and I and I see like, both sides of the argument though. But again, yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I know. That's why I said like, okay, I don't know what this passage means, but I do know there's other parts where he warns me not to practice necromancy and psychic mediumship mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And not to place like not to seek out anything beyond him and not to place it in my own hands. So it's right. like it's all and, it's well rounded. It's not just looking at this one passage, it's making sure that we're looking at the context. And, exactly. Yeah. And then that, like yeah. you said, all throughout part one, second Corinthians eleven fourteen, right? So like we can't know. We're not and we're not supposed to know. And you know, mm-hmm. you know, like actually that's really interesting. We're not supposed to know, which is I guess why it's not really explained about the ghost of Samuel either, because we're just <laughs> we're not supposed to know one way or another yep. it's like, so, so it's okay <laughs> so anyone who's losing sleep over that because i get asked that a lot in my dms just get over it <laughs> honestly get over it <laughs> um so what oh yeah the, you know, this is actually interesting so what do you think about ghosts being photographed and like looking like humans that's just i guess just second corinthians right just them yeah just that's guys just being deceitful you know, mm-hmm. they can, they have powers. I mean, they're fallen angels from what we can understand. Um, if they're able to masquerade, appear as beings and just, they have, I don't want to say magical powers, but you know what I mean? They have yeah. power to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't they be able to show up as a different, like, physique on um, camera or whatnot? Why wouldn't they be able to vocalize? You know, that's just part of their bag of tricks <laughs> especially <laughs> especially when they have you know they have the upper hand in, in in regard to the fact that they've been studying humanity for centuries yeah so they can you know that hospital you were at that or asylum like they they were i'm sure the people in in an asylum you know mental illness is often spiritual something or other like a mm. some sort of a spiritual oppression so the people in the asylum especially unbelievers i'm sure i'm sure just like a a breeding ground of demons yeah and so like why wouldn't they studying these these inmates be able to just take it on and then show someone else that's coming through 10 Mm -hmm. years later like it's um yeah well think about revelation also how there's going to be a mass deception that it's going to be right in front of our eyes and we're not to believe it you know so it's like they're just testing the waters like all right, this stuff works. Yep, I saw this. I saw this with my own eyes. And it's going to be like, it's going to be really hard at some point to not believe what's going on out there that we're going to have to cling really hard to God's word and his truth because there's going to be a lot of deception. Hmm. So, and there's going to be a lot of people that fall away from that. So I think that's just like coming to mind right now that um, the devil's just priming us to get sucked into this. So try with all your might to stay cling to god's word and his truth yeah that's good that's good um this is kind of like a uh from maddie nichols is kind of and this is something that i was wondering too um just kind of like a fun question so how much of it is fake that we see on the shows honestly everything that i was a part of none of it's fake like all the evidence all of my experiences from my understanding i don't know what the crew did but I, everything I experienced was real. Hmm. I know with reality TV shows, sometimes they can make a story out of something that's not as big of a deal. Like maybe they'll prime them um, to be like, all right, here's the real activity that's happening. We need to kind of like 
make heighten the stakes a little bit like oh these people they're gonna have to move if it if it doesn't get fixed like maybe they'll kind of heighten the story a little bit but it's gotcha. never anything that's out of um that's like really made up mm. that's just my i know when i was on my travel channel show the producers i remember she was just like well, she was part of like the higher up. She said, if I don't want to find out anything's been hoaxed, anything's been pushed, like we want authentic, like their whole push with that network is the paranormal right now. They've kind of abandoned any travel shows and whatnot. Like they're hyper focused. If you go on travel channel, look at all of the content right there. It's all, all paranormal. Isn't that yeah. like where Demi, Demi Lovato or Kesha or something has like a show on there too? That's like a ghost. I possibly I know like Jack Osborne had a show right after like mine came out. Um Bridget from Girls Next Door. I know huh. she has like a podcast and wow. she does it too. Like she like boosted our show for us when we were my my co-host and I. Like um she get, wow. they gave like a shout out and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just like it is everywhere. I think Vanessa Hudgens. I was just gonna something. say that. Yeah, it's it's innocent right it's cool it's trendy it's yeah yeah, yeah now i'm just like i'm just, like the wheels are turning i'm like all these celebrities talking about ghost hunting <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's like they want to they're 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 finding ways to uh satiate our natural curiosity of the supernatural because we're made in the image of god who is yep. supernatural by definition and yeah. obviously we all crave god and so they're trying to feed us uh, the counterfeit, you know. Mm. Oh, it's 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 grandma. It's it's your cousin that got in a motorcycle accident. Let's go ghost hunting yeah. and go talk to these old soldiers on the battleground and help them pass over and all this crap. And <laughs> again, like I said in part one, it's it's gross because it's it's like a it's a, it's a deception within the deception because it's entertaining too. Like they they yeah. make it they make it a sh- they make shows of it. They it's I not know. just like something. It's not just something that's like sitting on a shelf like a tarot card that you pick up and buy and take home. It's like you're sitting there consuming it, you're watching it, you're someone's creating it for you to consume and it's it's just Yeah. It's one of the it's gateways. Layered. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's just it's penetrating every everywhere you look, you know, like whether it's clothing, books at the store, whatever, the t- entertainment that you watch, you know, it's like we really have to guard like our gates you know like the eyes mouth ears all that stuff and yeah. um it's everywhere so it's just like oh it's only gonna get worse <laughs> buckle up y'all <laughs> amen to that yeah um those something i so i used to watch um i used to watch paranormal state do you know that oh, i've heard of that i think so it was like ryan buell and um he was like because yeah. i i was i'm from pennsylvania and he was like from penn state so that was it was like paranormal state he liked started a paranormal investigation team up there and i was obsessed Mm -hmm. with that and um i remember like all like the evp things and like the like the voices and stuff did you did you do hear any of that all of that oh yeah like i had i literally i just found a a, one of my recorders like i thought (gasps) it was hidden away in something i was like get rid of this oh my god oh yes um yeah i i remember doing that all the time it's really fascinating thinking about it now but like i caught like a they used to call them like this class a class b class c evps and if you don't know what that is it's um evp stands for electronic voice phenomenon um where you know as a paranormal investigator you go to location you put the 
recorder down. You hit record, you ask questions, you know, who's with us right now, whatever. And, um, you know, you hit stop recording and on the playback, you could actually hear answers or sounds in between. And I've, I've heard, I've heard clear as day sounds before and just answers um, at that asylum, you know, caught like a blood curdling scream and a smack and like a, like a nurse almost yelling at somebody. And it's insane that like, when you really think about it, these people, these demons must have like all the time in the world just to make this stuff up. And um, yeah, like it's, it's insane. Yeah. That's really scary stuff. That's really scary stuff. Um, It is creepy. And when you know, it's demonic on top of Mm -hmm. it, it just, it is infuriating. Like we keep talking about that, Mm -hmm. like that rage, Um, the EVP. So you, you did throw out, you found that recorder, but you did just throw it away. You said, I did like literally within the last like two weeks. So. Wow, that's but, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought I got everything, <laughs> but apparently not. Do you have an opinion on um? So I don't really. It's just kind of um. I don't know. Inquiry. I I kind of have studied like, you know, like the music industry and stuff, and and frequency. Mm-hmm. I I did like a whole episode on the on the music industry being satanic and how. Oh sound was has been manipulated over the years and how you know in the bible i believe it it does say that like lucifer was like the angel of music before Mm -hmm. he was cast out and so and then also it says you know that satan fell like lightning and so you have the like these two images right away where you know it's like sound with music and then and then lightning which is like a current like electricity Mm. you know and so energy and so it's like god or i'm sorry the enemy moves through frequency i've I've heard a lot of you know theories on this just based on those kinds of scriptures and it's a really interesting thing to study and then when you kind of couple it with this like evp thing yeah that's like the devil <laughs> talking talking through these through these <laughs> devices because i think i think he can use frequency and and mm. sound and vibrations i think that's kind of his, one of his um one of his weapons I mean, it's, sec- mm. you know, secular, mu- it's the entertainment, like we were just talking about, like the shows, the TV, the television, it's called a television, tele- yeah. television. And so I, I really do think that that is one of um, how we have like the armor of God. I believe that currents and vibrations, electricity, sound, I think that is one that's like the armor of Satan in a way. Mm. Um, that, that makes so much sense yeah and i, I feel like the new age has kind of like stolen that like oh the vibration frequencies and all that mm-hmm. stuff it's like they've, they've taken truth and just twisted it and manipulated it mm-hmm. um for their own false gospel and whatnot but i i believe that like you got to be really careful about the stuff you're listening to because yeah. like they're just there's like old videos like i was into like all the cool like cool conspiracy theories but i i remember seeing something years ago I, i'll have to look it back up but like about like a temple room with these record companies that like a- apparently there might be like a master copy that they like do a ritual with before like with these pop songs or something i'm not speaking like as if this is true i thought yeah, i saw a video i don't and, doubt it <laughs> right like i don't nothing don't doesn't put it past me anymore like demons have manipulated me and tormented me i've seen an orange goblin face I'm sure there's people that in the higher ups that are yeah. <laughs> doing these rituals on 
Yeah, I don't so, doubt it. I don't I don't yeah. doubt it. And, it. and it makes sense. Like you said, with the new yeah. age, they're all like frequency vibration. Well, like and then it, exactly. It's it's perverted. So it's mm-hmm. it seems like it's this great thing. Like, let's let's all tap into our vibration and our energy and blah, blah, blah. But that's because that's like Satan's channel. That's what he's using. So, yeah, exactly. Of course, of course he wants you to tap into your vibrations. <laughs> yep. Because he can. <laughs> That yeah, it's crazy how much of all this is. It's just all, even okay. So so things that seem so on polar opposite ends of the world, like I don't know for like we have the paranormal investigations, right? That you were mm-hmm. doing, and then we have yoga, which seems like totally different. But then when you when you break down to the core elements, it's all the same stuff, and that's how you yes. know it comes from the same place. Yep. Yep, right? yep, yep, yep. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yep. <laughs> yes. So you might have answered this in the first one. And if you did, you don't have to like, you just say, yeah, that was the orange goblin man. The scariest experience in your fi- in your entire field from Claire Palmer wants to know. Yeah, that's probably the scariest one is definitely that like goblin creature. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was horrifying. <laughs> and then just seeing that giant shadow sorry figure like i had this altar at home after that investigation and where i put like you know i write a blank check to myself and like my hopes and dreams like my affirmations and stuff and i just saw that creature and like hovering over me and just turning his face to me and just just like gnarly smile just couldn't escape it and yeah just like like, yeah it was like a that's so raven thing like just snapping out of it it was just so scary just seeing these things and just being poked and pushed and just bullied. They're just a bunch of bullies. That's what they are. Yeah. I'm so yeah. hurt that happened to you. And I wanted to ask yeah. this in the last episode. I forgot to. When you were talking about that, those experiences that you had in your room and you were saying that they would play music. We were just talking about you. They would like play music. Mm. And you, that's so scary. So was that like a sleep paralysis thing? Did you experience sleep paralysis when you were involved in the paranormal investigations? I might have experienced it once, but I've never, no, I wouldn't mm. say that. Like I was fully like lucid trying to fall asleep. I could move and stuff like that. It was just more like, you know, I would like have my hands over like this and stuff like that. And my husband actually, he's experienced sleep paralysis like so many times and it's so my spooky. My fiance used to, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's not as bad anymore, but um, so now I'm like, I just pray, pray, pray and <laughs> whatever it happens now. Mm-hmm. But see, that's another thing we talked about in the last episode. Maybe there's a deliverance thing there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, audience. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, you you did answer this. Uh, Kay, I can't say this this handle. I'm sorry, person. It'll be right here though. <laughs> did any spirit? <laughs> did any spirits follow you home from the haunted places? You said yes, right? And of course yes. they did, uh, because when you open yeah. the door, it's like you're you're forming a covenant. You're agreeing. So yeah, obviously. I mean, the worst one I did. If you are familiar with uh, Lorraine Warren, I mean, yes, yeah. So like, I I've met her, her a, few, a few times. I went to her museum. I think it's down in Connecticut. I'm a Massachusetts girl, so it's like right there. Um, and I remember seeing the actual Annabelle and being at the museum and whatnot. And <laughs> um, I remember feeling like something followed me home oh. from there. Like it was just like like a hitchhiker. It just I couldn't shake it. Um, and it's just, you can't describe the feeling is I wasn't seeing anything, but I could just, I could feel it on my body. It was really weird for days and days and days. And like, 
I couldn't shake it. And I was so confused because I brought a crucifix. I was a, I was a very new, I was more into Christianity in the beginning. Like I had a crucifix and whatnot, but um, I just, I couldn't shake it. And maybe it just like manifested itself some way or another, but it got me scared and maybe it just decided to leave me alone or something. But that was like, mm. oh, the creepiest. I was like, Annabelle followed me home. <laughs> so does it, does it look like the movie or it's like a Raggedy Ann doll in real life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a big Raggedy Ann doll. Which is like, uh, the the doll they used in the movie was horrifying. I was obsessed with all of those movies. Were you were you really into you were you were really into scary movies? I was, and I used to go to like horror cons and all these things where like all those actors would be and like we wow. have a booth and stuff like that. And um, I just yeah, I was just obsessed with it at one point. It's just like what is that? Right? Yeah, right? Just, what is that? Obsessed. It just think about it. Like your there is some truth to what you are just like focusing on you're inviting that in your life and stuff like that not in the new age sense but like from a biblical sense like what's what are you watching what are you surrounding yourself with what are you viewing and letting into your soul and your spirit and Mm -hmm. mine was just death gore darkness paranormal demons um false (laughs) um religions and all this stuff and it's just like the more deep i got into that stuff the deeper i got into the the horror stuff then I just loved like the special effects and the makeup and stuff like that. But it was just this obsession with death. And now I'm like, I can't stomach it really anymore. Yeah. Like, I think like the goofy, like 80s stuff I can like, those are fun sometimes if you watch it with friends. But I'm like, for the most part, I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't do yeah. that. My spirit yeah. doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I understand completely. I, um, mm. especially in like high school and college, um, before before like i smoked weed and stuff i i guess this was like a form of like thrill seeking was like because that's back when you actually used to go to the movies which i miss doing because there's never anything there are never any movies to see now but anyway i used to go to the movies a lot they used to be like i used to collect movies movie tickets because i I loved going and it was always like what what scary movie is out now that was (laughs) right and that was kind of like that time i guess this was what when was like era was like what 2010 to like 2015 when like insidious mm-hmm. and the conjuring and annabelle and all those sorts yeah. of movies were coming out um just totally obsessed and even though they literally terrified me like i i could never sleep i to this day i i mean now i now i just do it because like i just like a little light from when i get up to like use the bathroom or something but always had a nightlight like i could not sleep without a nightlight i needed one or you know if it's like the kind of thing where when you turn off the lights downstairs you just like run upstairs so fast because yes. you're, ter- you're terrified <laughs> like it was just me all the time and yet i would yeah. constantly seek that out so that i don't understand mm. how people can can recognize that and not at the same time recognize there's something really dark under underneath the surface there for for you yeah. to have that inclination to to be so scared of it and yet seek it out there's uh, something wrong there's something wrong uh, right so what is that you know dig into that yeah. what is that there's something there's something that has a hold on you and it's really that simple and it's that's it's it's not you know it, it's it's scary to hear but it is that simple there's something that has a hold on you and that's what led me i guess you know 
it, when when you kind of piece everything together and you see it all play out, this mm. this this paranormal interest that I had my whole life, and in, in the scary in the scary movies, and in the the ghost hunting with my friends, and all this, you know, it was amateur ghost hunting that we would do, but we tried, and and then and then what? Five years later, I'm playing with crystals and tarot cards. Like I said, it's all stuff that seems so different, but then it's it comes all back to the same root, and that's how you know it it's the same. It's all the yeah. same. And then what's the only thing that's different? The Bible and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Nailed There's it. <laughs> my, my tangent. Um, okay. So what what would you say to people who are convinced? Um, and it's okay if, if you're a broken record because people need to hear it. What do you say to people who are convinced that Oh, I'm in contact with with my with what my this is my spirit guide. This is my this is my uncle that passed away. This is my mom that passed away. I am in contact with them. What would you mm. say? I understand. I mean, I still have family that they seek out psychic mediums or they see, you know, they see signs out in the world like, oh, the, this bird so and so is visiting me and whatnot. And I just I don't say anything yet. <laughs> if asked, I I do lovingly share. Um, you know, the truth. And I know you think, I know you think that, and I know you see that. And I know you feel that you're communicating with this loved one, with this, who you see right there, because it's so real. And that is the most, like the yuckiest, most evil thing ever. That's how evil these demons are. That's how evil Satan is, because he wants you to believe in your heart of hearts that, no, this is my Nana. Are you kidding me? I, I just lost my Nana last year and today's actually her birthday and she's with Jesus. She loves the Lord. And I thought what better way to honor her than to <laughs> share my testimony on her birthday. Wow. Um, don't, I wish I could talk to her. Like I wish that it wasn't just, she's up with Jesus. And I mean, that's the best thing. That's amazing. I wish I could communicate with her. I wish she could come back. I wish that was how it is, but it's not because it's actually better that like once we die, we're with our Lord. If you know, if we give our hearts to Christ, but um, Satan wants to manipulate you. He wants you to turn away from the Lord and seek after these abominations, these evil things, things that the Lord tests. So I would just pray that trust the Lord that if this person was saved, that they're with Jesus now, they're in heaven, they're at peace. And that's the, that's good. They're not bouncing all over the universe. We know where they are. It's good. <laughs> you know, and just you know, read, read the word and just read what God says is true. And don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, um, but I know that it's coming from just really yearning and wanting that to be true. So that's okay. But just, um, just seek the truth above all else. Mm. Amen. And the truth will set you free. It's in John. It's, um, yeah. you know, there, there's, a there's, I, I, I relate, you know, obviously with the grandmom thing and I'm sorry for your loss, but it's, I'm so glad that she's a believer. Um, and you know, that is same thing. Like it's okay to be human and have those desires. Like, yeah, I wish I could talk to my grandma. I mean, you know, I've had, I'm going to do a whole episode on this too. People ask, do you ever Mm -hmm. miss the new age? Do you ever miss anything about it? You know, one of the sickest thoughts I've ever had is realizing that you know, like I said, it was a demon that I had attached to me for seven years. And when sometimes I really think about that and realize it wasn't my grandma all that time, it's like I finally actually 
and and conceptualizing the true grief that she's actually mm. been gone since 2014 and I haven't talked to her since then. It's and and when I realize that, it's like mm. there there have been times where I've said like, wow, there's this really disgusting sick part of me that like misses it a little bit. I know. Misses, I know what you mean. Misses the deem yeah. like no, I never want it near me again. But like I I miss that that ignorance is bliss thing, right? So. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to speak to that in case there's anyone else that kind of has maybe like had that thought and they're like, oh, what's wrong with me? I Well, you're a sinner. So that there's your answer. But I understand. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a really weird kind of thing where you realize like, oh, it actually wasn't them the whole time. And they've really been gone all along. But the thing is, right, when you kind of zoom out and you recognize that they're really gone, you can kind of like take that narcissism off and be like, well, it is better. Like you said, it is better Mm -hmm. that they're with Jesus or, you know, because why would you think about how miserable it actually, like imagine dying today and then your soul is still here. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. No, I did my time. Like what? Yeah. Why would, why would I want my soul to just be like roaming this earth and trying to help the people on the earth when Mm -hmm. I could be in heaven? Like, exactly. so you should, yeah. you should pray for that. You should desire that for your loved ones. Stop trying to talk to mm. them. Stop paying people to talk to them because it's not them. And you're yeah. deceiving yourself and you're actually insulting the dead in a way because you're like, you know, I'd rather you still be here holding my hand than at peace. It's again, narcissism, like the new age is narcissism. Mm-hmm. I, I Amen. <laughs> But you, um, so we we did talk about this in part one, how you felt like what you were doing was, was good, but, but then we, but then we kind of said, well, it made you feel good about yourself. Right. So how's that, how has that been for you? Um, the experience of making Jesus special instead of making you special. So how has mm. that how has that um transition been for you over the last couple of years through your sanctification? Um it's it can be rough, you know. I don't want to like scare anybody away from this, but like it's a it's a spiritual journey. It's raw. It's really humbling um to really be sanctified, to be refined that like all right, and how, how do we do that? You know, how do we get refined? Sometimes you just have to get thrown into the fire to be, to be able to be molded and stuff like that. And that's mm. what I'm realizing with my journey is just this unlearning all of this old kind of like programming, if you will, for lack of a better term and undoing that and like just having to rework it. And I really do relate to what you say. Like sometimes there's a part of you that misses that comfort. It was just easy. You know, I knew how to just like, you know, how to spin a situation and be optimistic and kind of almost like spiritual bypassing in a sense, but mm-hmm. like it felt good. And I was like, oh man, I'm so confident. Like I was just, I was so positive and bubbly and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm still actively learning how to do that, but biblically, how to do that with like a foundation of Christ. And, um, it'll be a forever process and that's okay. That's what this walk is. You know, like God is going to reveal a little bit at a time to us. You know, you're going to read the same passage over and over again and you're going to learn something different from it each time. And that's what's happening to me. He's just revealing 
all right, we're going to heal this part. All right, next step, let's go a little bit deeper. And we're going to just, now you're going to learn more. We're going to expand more. And I'm going to just reveal more to you. And um, it's a beautiful, hard process. And I always say, I'm like, I don't know how people do this without God. Mm. I don't know. Like all the hardships, like I lost like three grandparents within a year and a half. And it's just like, I don't know how, I, I think God I was saved like a few months right before the first one passed away. And I was just like, no. I wouldn't have been able to do this. I would not have been able to handle this without the Lord. And just all of the turmoil, whatever of the world. I'm like, yeah, I have, I have trust. I have a cornerstone. I have the truth to, to base all of my, my peace on. Mm. And uh, I think there's a song I've got peace that makes no sense. I'm trying to think, what is that from? I've got peace that makes no sense. Um, he won't. Uh, no, no, I but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And I don't remember who sings it, but it's a really good one. I do have peace that makes no sense sometimes. It's not always, but. Um, that's, good. that's good. I like that. Yeah. Because like, God doesn't make sense sometimes, even though he's the only thing that is certain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's. It's going to be a constant walk with him, but just like, like Peter on the water, just eyes on him. Don't pay attention to the storm. Just keep hmm. your eyes on God. That's really good. Do yeah. you have, um, I'm just curious, do you have favorite, uh, favorite scripture? I mean, I really love, I was reading Romans eight today and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, let me just, I think, did I save something here? Let me just pull it up. Um, oh, that's fine. I love Romans yeah. 8 as well, actually. I, uh, I specifically remember my interview with Coltish. They, I, I jumped to Romans 8 as one of my favorites. Yeah, just knowing that like we're made new. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I am new. Like None of that matters anymore because I just have such deep regrets over like my show of our mm. whole point was like my paranormal show with uh, travel channel with making people face their fears and mm. stand up to this demon and overcome this. And I'm just like, man, I wish I knew about Jesus. Yeah. I wish I didn't do this. And I wish that I could have preached the gospel to them and all of this would have gone away for them. Um, but I'm forgiven and I am made new. I'm a new creature. And that is just such hope, such hope. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I love just like all the revelations that God gives us after we come to our salvation. And I think I actually want to read this out loud from Romans 8 because mm. I think it's it's really it's really great. Um, we know this is Romans 8, 28. It says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many others. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So we are just, we're glorified because we've been justified in Christ. And I just... It's just such a good reminder every mm -hmm. single day to remember that and as a, as a way to, you know, 
not only crucify the flesh, which we have to do every day, pick up our cross and follow Jesus, but remember that in those moments that you're talking about where we, you know, it's, it's a, it's a walk. It's a yes. journey with the Lord. We're walking beside him. We're, we're Peter in the storm. Nowhere in the Bible, basically every, every story in the Bible is some sort of suffering. Job, Elijah, even Moses, yep. right? It's like, there's nowhere in the Bible where it just shows that, you know, someone walking in the righteousness of the Lord has it easy. No. That's the new age lie. The 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 Pollyanna positivity thing is the new age lie. Well, and that's yeah. <laughs> not what that's not what Christianity is trying to sell. Christianity nope. is trying, I shouldn't say trying to sell, but Christianity is offering eternal life and eternal glory for those whom Christ justifies. And just you just gotta you just gotta give your life to him. It's like now, do you do you have anyone in your life that you're that you're praying for to be saved? You said you still have family members that are involved in ghost hunting, um, or that or no, that go to but, seances. Um, they they go to they sometimes seek psychics, or they're just not saved. You know, the majority I would say are not saved, um, just or not religious at all. So I do I pray for family members. Um, I pray for my sister, my brother, mm. my mom, you know, everybody, honestly, they're just always in my prayer. And I've had a few visions of my sister being baptized. So I'm like, wow. I pray, Lord, that that is, that is you. And I just continue to pray for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I speak the truth when asked in a loving sense because I'm radically different than I used to be, you know, they would come to me for like new age spiritual help and stuff like that. And now it's just more like, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't, and that's okay. <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to live by example. And I'm hoping to just share more content online yeah. and really just yeah. reach people that way in our generation and my my circle, I guess, as well. Yeah. Do you do you mind if I ask how old you are? I will be thirty four next okay. month. Actually. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna turn twenty nine um, in June. So yeah, it's like it's our generation that needs this, mm -hmm. and then the younger generation. I mean, I know TikTok, yeah. right? It's so scary. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I I want to just ask this. Um, I'm surprised no one asked me actually because I have a lot of moms that follow me. So how many kids do you have? How old are they right now? So I just had my first my first baby um this past August and she's oh, okay. six months. Oh, she's yeah. only six months. Okay. Um because yeah. I was curious how you are um how you are trying to kind of like implement biblical, you know, mindsets, but she's only six mm -hmm. months old. So I, I guess there's yeah, not much, not I mean, much that you can do at this point. But do you I mean, um do you have I... any advice from for mama new mamas that are that are Christian? I mean, I would just say it doesn't matter how little they are pray over them pray with them talk to them about god you know like mm. you're building those conversations you're also making it a habit for yourself and i'm i'm going to be learning along with her because i didn't grow up in a hyper christian household you know we were catholic my dad was christian um i loved god and whatnot but not in the sense that like i was singing hymns and reading the bible type stuff but um yeah i i love praying over her and just playing worship music and having music time with her. And I would just find um, 
a sisterhood, maybe find a mom's group that's sound and study the Bible with women, but just lean on the Lord. You know, the Lord will show you. He will make a way. As long as you seek him, he will make a way and just trust in the process. Um, motherhood is an amazing godly call. He is, he's called you to this for a reason. So don't take it lightly and um, just lean on him for understanding. Have you always wanted to be a mom? Nope. <laughs> nope. Wow. That is that is the Lord too. I Wow. Um, I was a liberal feminist, pink hair, crazy vegan girl who thought you kids, you everything, you know, and um as I slowly came out of the new age, I'm like, all right, the door is down the hall, but it's still locked and I have the key. <laughs> mm. Um and then once we got saved, I'm like, no, we're having kids, that's it. And mm. it, we both agreed to that. It wasn't just me. And mm. yeah. Now we get my little Lucy. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And see the enemy, the enemy put that lie on your heart all those years ago so that he could try and prevent her from being born and being raised up in the Lord. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's all he wants yep. to do is just keep us from God's order and God, you know, the fam, the, the biblical family unit. Um, You know, you said we, so did your, did your husband, come to know Christ is with you? He did. Yeah. Wow. Which is amazing. When we met, he was like a pretty hard atheist and I was in my ghost hunting. This is, this is God. Um, through, through my paranormal and new age, his eyes got opened up to like, all right, maybe there is a spiritual realm. Maybe there is a spiritual world because he didn't believe in anything. Hmm. Um, and I was like maybe a few weeks or a month ahead of him. Um, and we both started going to church and both started reading the Bible and, 2021 we both got baptized and uh here we are <laughs> praise god yeah. that's amazing yeah. i love yep. those i love those stories of of couples um getting saved together Ugh. do you follow ex psychic saved i do um, yeah. yeah yeah her and her husband like the same week like didn't even talk to each other about it just happened and then they both came together and they're, like, and they're both like i have something to tell you like it, it's crazy right wow um, that's awesome and my fiance wow. i uh just he uh kind of a late bloomer eight months behind me but still happened just in the perfect timing where it was like am i moving am i following him to tennessee or not god what are we doing here and mm. in god's timing he was like you know what yeah you are because he loves to he he loves to write love stories like that apparently wow. i'm hearing that from you as well so that's really beautiful that's really beautiful he just transformed both of you and all for his good and all for his glory and now you have a baby that's being raised under under the authority of jesus and that is i mean what a what a what a beautiful life and a beautiful testimony that you have to share and um yeah how the lord's moving through you so that's that's i'm really really honored to have spoken with you and to have done this with you it was really really fun and really eye-opening we have a lot in common too (laughs) <laughs> I know. I know. This was amazing. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate all the questions. And this was just amazing just for the first time being able to talk about this with this great platform. And you're an amazing interviewer and an amazing sister in Christ. So knowledgeable. Um, thank you so much. This has been so fun. <laughs> now there's been, there's like, just for the sake of membership stuff and having, there's a couple questions I want to start asking at the ends of interviews. Um, okay that are just like fun kind of things. Like, so what is your, I know these are silly questions. What is your favorite breakfast? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, scrim- like two or three scrambled eggs with two or three strips of bacon and a bowl of berries. That was very I mean, specific. <laughs> very specific. Cool. It's like I have it like almost every day, but in see. reality, I would love a big Irish breakfast. I love mm. Irish sausages and yeah. Mm. Oh, black and white pudding. So good. <laughs> uh, so other than Jesus, who from the Bible, if you could just like sit down and have a cup of coffee with, who would you pick? Okay. I mean, that's a really good question. I feel like it's between two. I feel like I'd want to interview Noah or Moses because they're so Mm. close to the beginning. So I would love to know. Um, Or let's see. um, Maybe like Peter, because I'd love to know about his, like, just his experiences. Yeah. Yeah, he would be yeah. interesting. I like yeah. Noah. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me about the Ark. I want to yeah. know all about it. You know? <laughs> and then one, one more question. Um, other than the Bible, what book has been um, most useful for you on your in your um, walk with the Lord post-salvation? There's been two. Um, Doreen Virtue's book, I think it's Deceived No More, was a huge catalyst in the very beginning. And then um, Allie Beth Stuckey's um, You Are Not Enough and That's Okay. That was just like, it was so good. So, so good. Right. Yeah. 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 Everyone watching, say a prayer that we're going to get her on Heaven and Healing to talk about that book eventually. (gasps) That's like, if that's God's will, that would be amazing. I love her. Yes. Me too. She's great. (laughs) She's She's amazing. (laughs) She's amazing. And it's, I love her because. She's just such like a great example of just like a a stand up real woman of integrity who just walks in the righteousness of God and yeah she's she's just such a great example of you don't have to show your skin you don't have to be raunchy you don't have to be gross you can you can be a woman that people look up to and admire mm-hmm. and be a woman of God and voice your opinions all at once and be successful Amen. in all these things so yeah she's great um and she yeah, talks well, about like oh sorry no <laughs> you're good current current events like without the doom and gloom you know she gives you the hope right, in christ right. with all of that which is so needed and so today. encouraging go on. So needed, yeah well this <laughs> was really great thank you so much for doing this with us thank you so yeah. much and i just i continue to pray for your ministry and all glory to god for being able to just talk and share this <laughs> and one more time since this is the second one um can you tell us where we can find you yes you can find me on instagram at tina storer and I would love to connect with you or talk to you. And I will pray for you if you need prayer as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tina. <laughs> thank you, Angela. God bless you. <laughs>